Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Third hour here, getting underway. Burgundy and gold today. Team 98 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Hoping to catch up with Randy Mueller here momentarily, former NFL Executive of the Year. Uh, get his take on what he's seen from Carson Wentz at this point. Commanders, uh, does it look like the Eagles, like it does the rest of us, are head and shoulders above everybody else in this division? Although, hey, the Giants, yeah. now quietly, sleep on them. have gone 2-0. Brian Dable's doing a fantastic job. You know what? He is doing well, and his offense that he left behind seems to be pretty good still, too. Yeah. Uh, the the Buffalo Bills seem to be okay with Ken Dorsey. Both can be true. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, good for him. It's a good start for him. Uh, and of course, it is helpful the Giants finally have their best offensive player on the field and healthy, which yeah. they have not had a lot of over the last, what, four years, three years? I mean, it feels like every year Saquon Barkley's injured. But right now he's healthy. He's not on a pitch count like last year early in the season as he was. Uh, we still like him against the Commanders. Uh, you know, they, they, he didn't play that much, even though he was very effective when he was out there. So they have been good. Now, of course, they, we don't have to worry about even seeing the Giants for, what, several months because that's that weird late, late, uh, game, you know, late season setup where they play him in back-to-back games but in three-week periods because of, the, uh, because of the goofy late bye. Yeah, I'm dreading having to play the uh, the Giants because you remember when before Saquon got hurt, he just loved torching us. Yeah, in Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones played against the the Washington team every week. He'd be uh, there'd be no question if he's the future of (laughs) of New York. He's tremendous against this team. Sucks against everybody else normally, but he's tremendous against this team. But no, they're playing well, and the defense is better. Um, They still don't know what to do with Galladay, which is interesting. Did you see? So I saw on Twitter. You say I'm always on Twitter. I really yeah, am. He, so <laughs> he took his. Uh, he took. He cleaned his locker out. Supposedly, right? Well, no. Apparently, Brian Dable has been FaceTiming free agent wide receivers. I don't know how oh, true really? this is. Yes, really. So I. So is, would that be in response to Galladay clearing Maybe. his locker? That happened. Maybe. So oh, that's ridiculous. That's silly. Yeah. All right, well, we can't get Randy, but, you know, hey, maybe some other time. Maybe we'll try to catch him later. Yeah, I just, I just shot him a text. But we'll, we'll see what's going all right, on. Hopefully no things are all right with him. But, I mean, they won. I mean, Graham Gano hit a 56-yard field goal yeah. in that game. Former Washington Redskin. And he just been money since Carolina he Carolina Panther as well. Got to beat his old team in a home game. I mean, so yeah, he's been terrific. So that, uh, you know, that start that they've had has been nice. 
surprising. Um, I'm shocked to see that um, we've had that. I mean, I, I didn't expect to see that. I to see them get off to this kind of start. But when you look at the interest. the division as a whole, right? You saw how Dallas looks without Dak Prescott. They're probably the way Jerry Jones is talking. He said he spoke again today. Said oh still expecting after four weeks. Do you think Dallas can compete with Philadelphia in this division? I don't. I don't Not take right the Giants now. seriously. No, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I, sure they could. But they got to get a lot of people back. It's not just Dak Prescott. I mean, they need to get the receivers their back. Offense anemic. Their offensive line. I mean, you know, they won this week. I mean, Cincinnati's got some issues still. Obviously, I mean, you know, again, they're still they're still caught up in who's supposed to be what in terms of their running back pecking order. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, Tony Pollard's better of the two backs. You really uh, think that? Oh yeah, he is. Now he is. He's got more juice to squeeze. Yeah, uh, for sure. He needs to play more. They did get him on the field in the passing game this week, which was smart because they you know, don't have that many receivers anyway. Noah Brown was a was a you know was a big part of what they did. You got to like what um, what uh, Cooper Rush has done, and it's two times out there now. You know we got to this will see the third see what the third time brings him. But one last year at Minnesota, then winning this week over uh, you know Joe Burrow and the Bengals, who coughed away you know who came back after Dallas got up early and and. Uh, couldn't pull it off. Those the Cowboys got that late drive to win it. I mean, that was. Uh, I, I thought Dallas going into the season was going to be the best team, but then when they got all the injuries, and then when obviously when the Eagles went and got out AJ Brown, um, you, I think the Eagles are definitely better. That just got worse, but we all thought they were going to be better. I don't. I don't know. I, I thought. I think defensively of, they're still really good. Right. Yeah. I think defensively they're still really good. I just feel like losing. I mean, Amari Cooper, I felt like was so yeah, vital. To that Dak's was one of those success. like, why did you create that vacancy? And I get you it. Know? He made a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you paid your running back a, yeah. a trillion dollars. Right. And Zeke's overpaid too, right? I just think the way that they are handling the cap philosophically in Dallas makes no sense. Why do you pay your running back before you pay your quarterback? That's well, you ridiculous. Have, right, and they have so much money still right now. I mean, they're actually about like $13 million. Yeah. And they're the most profitable team. They have the most capital of anybody by a lot because uh, that stadium's close, incredible, um, does well for them. But, yeah, they're, they're pretending they're the, you know, I, I don't know who they are trying to be, like the old St. Louis Rams or something. It, I don't, I don't, it's weird. It stinks we don't have Randy, but one of the things I wanted to ask him about was the 0-0-1, the 0-1-1 Indianapolis Colts, who everybody there in Indy tried to blame Carson Wentz. Let me ask you about that part. For what was going on. Let me ask you this part. Because mm-hmm. I, I, we had this conversation on Sunday with some folks. Um Saying to me, hey, at least, you know, Indianapolis looks stupid, right? Like, at least they look stupid <laughs> out of all this. And I'm like, you know, and, and he says this, this person says this to me during the Commanders, you know, game, and they're playing terrible. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, it doesn't make me feel any better. Right yeah. Now. You not know, at it doesn't all. really, but I guess to a point, it does, you know, say, okay, look, I, I always, and I, my whole point the whole time was I didn't really think Frank Reich really wanted to do this, but they kind of drug him into it. Because, you know, hey, self-preservation, Mir mm-hmm. Carson, it's going to be me. Sorry, I got family to feed, right? <laughs> uh, you know, this is what the owner wanted. This is definitely what the you know GM fell into the line with the owner. But this is not an owner that can be trusted. I mean, At it's a all. family of idiots. Uh, as, <laughs> you know, anybody from Baltimore will tell you. So I'm not surprised that something is going poorly for them uh, right now. And can it always be this bad? Probably not. But, man, they – I mean – we talked about this all off season with Carson Wentz. This will be the best group of playmakers that he's ever had around him. Some people are like, oh, you're an idiot. You know, what are you talking about? Yeah, no way. Yeah. Those Philadelphia teams, blah, blah, blah. No, really, these wide receivers. I mean, the Philadelphia wide receivers were okay. Yeah. But, I mean, Nelson Aguilar, people hated him in Philly. Alshon Jeffrey was Alshon Jeffrey was the other side of where he was in Chicago at that point. Yeah, they had Ertz. 
uh, no doubt. I mean, they, they had a, t- a stable of backs like they do now that they could all catch the ball to the backfield and run. But this is the best group of receivers he has ever had, and I don't, you know, I, you know, think it's been proven through two weeks, and that's what Indianapolis never had around him last year. And he remember he had no training camp last year because yeah, he got hurt. Double, he was supposed to get double, surgery. Double uh, sprained ankles. Yeah, he was supposed to get surgery at one point, which never happened. He played every week. He showed up every week, and it almost like it punished him in a sense that he gutted it out. He almost like they kind of held it against him. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. It's silly because. I had never, this offseason was the first time I had ever seen a quarterback get dragged through the mud like this, especially one with his resume. And I'm not trying to say that Carson's like some world beater. Right, right. But like, if you take out his last year in Philadelphia and his rookie season. You blind box him against some guys, you know. Like, <laughs> the numbers yeah. are great. No, it, it's funny because it, there's, it is a weird thing because there are some like just baffling performances last year. And then there's some really good ones too uh, from him. I mean, they won some games where he didn't barely throw the ball. I mean, yeah. like, they literally didn't have to throw the ball. But again, if you look at their options, okay, you've got Jonathan Taylor, who's like one of the best backs, if not the best back of the NFL, and you got, okay, you got Pittman, and that's it, right? I mean, Is Pittman creates zero separation, right? Right. He's not, you know, and he's not a superstar, but that's who that's who he's throwing to. I mean, Mo Ali Cox, great story, but he's not Tony Gonzalez, okay? Right. I mean. Former basketball player doesn't make you, you know, doesn't make you Tony Gonzalez. And, you know, Zach Paschal, who was his, like, top red zone guy in the beginning, love him, he's a monarch, but, you know, in the best-case scenario, like you saw with the Eagles, he's catching one or two balls a game. That's it, you mm-hmm. know? I mean, he's caught, I think, three passes this year in Philly. I mean, that's it. I mean, he's your fifth receiver. I mean, that, he's not. he shouldn't be your second guy, but that's who he was dealing with out there. Yeah, it's, it's a tough, tough situation for Matt Ryan. And I don't even – it was one of those situations like Minnesota abandoned the running game. They were they all end up losing twenty four nothing. Jonathan Taylor still should have more than nine carries, Scott. Well, what's funny is that's the that's the um, exorcism game, right? For right. Indianapolis, because yeah, right. we <laughs> lost this game last year because it was all Carson's fault. So we got rid of him. We go down there, and you actually have a worse performance than you had last year when you had everything on the line, which is which is nuts. And of course, Carson had exercised the demon the week before over Doug Peterson. By the way, I wish Ron Rivera could get Doug Peterson more. What is it three and zero now? He's Doug Peterson. <laughs> Wow. We should get some more Doug Peterson on the schedule. That team's going to be good, though, Jacksonville. I really, I, look, I picked I them they, to win the South. I think they pick, I think that's fair, and I think the, the commanders got them at the right time. Get them early in the season. Get them in week one. Get them on the road, because I, I think that will be actually be a good team as years going on. Look, they paid too much for Christian Kirk, but today's overpayment is tomorrow's bargain, you know, at receiver. He's been really good, though. He, he's he's excellent. He's a tough guy to, to check, uh, as we saw here in week one. Uh, and obviously this week the Colts defense found out the hard way, too, how hard it is. Yeah, we, we both agree, though, that Carson Wentz has been pretty good for the first two weeks, right? It's been very good. Uh, yes, he's had some moments where, like, dang it, this is the Carson Wentz experience. Like, those two yeah. consecutive uh, plays, obviously, in week one. But then the bounce back, and we, we you would, I think, were there uh, early in training camp. Mm-hmm. We A group of us had this discussion. Okay, great. Everything's going well. Everybody loves him right now. Let's see what Carson Wentz can do uh, when the, the the going gets tough, right? Like, what what does he have then? Like, what is he is can he just you know tr- you know just get focused on making something positive happen? And he showed you could do that in week one, even last week. Even showed tremendous yeah, resilience. Even last week, I mean, and then that interception on the second drive, um, you know, which is a terrible throw. I mean, it's so high. How can you overthrow Logan a Thomas? Six six tight end. You're right. Overthrow. And how, by the way, but a hell of a play by the defensive player. Yeah. I mean, to catch it off the deflection the way he did. But anyway, point being is after that, okay. This is going to be a blowout again. No, they can't coming back, coming back. Uh, you know, as as an offense, and I thought that was that was promising to me. That was promising to me, even though the result sucked. 
But I think that part of it is promising. But as I said to you, and I'll say it over and over until we see some resemblance of of a of a defense that can sustain, you know, just decency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not su- not like a superior defense. Just be middle of the road, sustain it. That offense is going to have to be more like the one against Jacksonville, which comes out and is lights out the first two series, unstoppable. Third drive was probably going to score again. They had the fumble, obviously, by Samuel. But they've got to be like that every week. They can't really afford slow starts. Do you think the offensive – I want to go to the phones with this too. Yeah. Do you think the offensive output through the first two weeks is sustainable? Do you think it's something that could that could last the entirety of a season? I think there is another – Because he's on pace for some crazy numbers. Right. I don't right think now. he's going to ha- – I hope to think – I hope to think. <laughs> he's not going to have to be. Right. Right? Because yeah. I like to think when Brian Robinson gets back here, whenever that is, if that's week five or six or whatever it is – they can run the ball better. I, I would like to think that. I'd also like to see Jonathan Williams run the ball. Yeah. We talked about this prior to the show. I, I don't like, la- and again, they got far behind last week. So, okay, maybe everything changed. Maybe he was part of the game plan. Maybe not. Like this week against Philadelphia, I don't think you can afford to drop Carson back 46 times necessarily. No, especially I, I the way I, I expect him to heat him up. Great about be it. Yeah, I don't feel great about that. Although, look, he's. He's handled it pretty well to this point, but I mean, he dropped back, you know, forty-six times in the Detroit game. Come on, it's uh, too much. I, I, yeah, it's too much. Last game before that was forty-one, which is probably on the edge of it. Now, this is the one thing about him, Linnell. He's actually his accuracy numbers have been up. Yeah, we talk about him being about sixty percent on his career. He's been about sixty-five. He has it sixty-five both, you know, so far in both games he hit actually sixty-five. So that's encouraging because that's something that I think uh, again in, in training camp you could see the. Issues there, and you're like, oh boy, oh my god, can can you get this figured out? But yeah, I think he's he's done better there. And again, they got a lot of people to throw to, a lot of catch radius guys. Yeah, that was the buzzword all off season. Buzz off season were the catch radius, but I don't know if they can keep up. That the, sparks the million dollar question: Is the, it sustainable? Yeah, four touchdowns a week is what it's been so far, right? It's been yeah. four touchdowns in each game. Uh, can they do that? I think you're going to have to get that at the bare minimum to be right. in it against Philly, to be in it late. Yeah. I, I think that's the way you're going to have to play. I'd like to see them play a little keep away for sure, but the, the one thing I do like is the ability for them to quickly strike if they need to. They can get put together some fast drives as well. Like you mentioned, though, the, if Washington can get out to a fast start, I don't think Philly's built to play from behind because I think well, that's the whole thing we haven't had to see yet, right? Because right. they got off to a quick start in, in Detroit, and then you know they they had a little bit of a lull, and then they I guess Detroit Detroit scored first, right, in that mm-hmm. game, and then seven then Philly yeah. just yeah it was seven nothing, but yeah, but yeah, like we haven't seen them down double digit scores yet, mm-hmm. and I'm with you that because that's the thing that, that killed them in the playoffs last year against Tampa. Now, are they better suited for it this year? Of course they are with AJ Brown. Yeah, you damn right they are, and I think uh, the quarterback obviously looks to be a lot more confident, and uh, Jalen Hurts what we've seen so far. So yeah, I, I think that's a good question for the callers at three zero one two three zero. 0983012300980. I know you want to talk about the Ron Rivera stuff as well. We'll oh, get to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just killing you. Um, is this team's offensive start sustainable at uh, this point? Do you think it is? You know, four touchdowns a week kind of offense. We can expect that. It's high 20s uh, in terms of scoring offense. I think they can go better. I think actually they could do better. And again, I think Jacksonville, they're close to doing it, but then they kind of self imploded. That's just, that's the part of the game they got to get out of them, and certainly that a lot of that falls on Carson for sure. So we get your thoughts on that three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. It is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson, Linnell Willingham here on the Team Nineity streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today. Dalton gets set. Chase Young got him. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back. Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. So last night was the first big game, uh, or well, it's two weeks in a row now, obviously, but the big, big it was the best game, obviously, for uh, the Monday Night Crew, right? Like this was the marquee. Uh, game last night of the two Monday night games is the new Monday night crew mm-hmm. of Trey Eggman and Joe Buck. It felt so Fox to me. Do you, do you, does it feel Fox? You, you it just said this to me. Do I, am I used to it? And I guess so, just because I knew about it. And I, you know, I watched last week's game. Obviously, the Seahawks and Broncos. So I was ready for it. But you know, again, and this is this sounds crappy, but I mean, I just don't know why they felt like they needed to do that. What? Just overspend on Buck and Aikman. It doesn't bring. I think it's a slap viewer, in the face of who you have. Here's what brings viewers to Monday Night Football: a good game. Exactly. You know who cares? And, and what, what, what is also weird to me is like you you devalue your own broadcast by doing this Manning cast thing every few weeks. You know, and obviously they don't do it every week. And hey, good for Peyton Manning to have that kind of money and that kind of clout, not to have to work every week. Omaha Productions, baby. Yeah, I mean that's great. But yeah, I mean, I, I think it's weird. The whole thing's strange to me, yeah. no Especially doubt. Especially because you got some capable people over there already. Oh, like just, I'm not the biggest Steve Levy guy, but right. Dan Orlovsky on color is probably pretty good. They just overreacted. Dude. Yeah. It's like they often do. All these networks do. But you know, hey, it's good for the business, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Our, our big uh, what do we call it? Our big ecosystem. The big ecosystem. We hope that sometimes it hits this level. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. I talking about the Commanders' offense for the first two weeks. 
four touchdowns in each of the first two games. You know, extra point issues aside last week. <laughs> yeah, right. Decision aside on that, um, offensively, they've done some good things. Slow start, though. Obviously, was a culprit in the loss against the Lions. They had a great start against the Jags at a bad middle, great end. Uh, but is it sustainable to expect, hey, they're at least going to get, you know, score in the high 20s. Can mm-hmm. the defense just keep them under that? Uh, that's that's the big question. And I'm not, you know, I don't know. This is a big test for me this weekend because I think Philly's <laughs> the, by far the best defense they will see to this first three weeks. Then Dallas after this. The next two weeks, I think we get to find out for reals, for reals. I, I'd say I think there's there's more t- to the offense and room to grow even mm-hmm. from what they're doing now. But I do feel like we kind of have to see them get through this next two-week stretch because those are two of the better defenses. Yeah, I feel like uh, Don't you feel like – J.D. McKissick's being underused right now. I wish I was saying his name more. I wish I, I wish yeah, I. Yeah, but you know, when you brought in Carson, you kind of had to expect that, right? And you also added. Let's also remember this: they also have better receiver options, right? right? Now you have Curtis Sam. You didn't have Curtis last year. You have Curtis now. Curtis He's been does amazing. A lot way. of the stuff that J.D. was doing, right? And he can run the ball to the backfield, and he can catch the short pass and make it into a big play. Uh, you also have, you know, John Dotson. You have a true number two wideout as well. So, in, you know, and Logan's back healthy. So there, there's, there's a few, you know, getting healthier. I don't think he's completely healthy. So there is, there is some of that too. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, I did kind of feel that after week one. I was like, well, that's good because you're not gonna look. You're not gonna be able to feed everybody every week, right? Unless you're throwing sixty times. And I think they got the personalities in that locker room offensively to where it's not gonna really matter. I don't see anyone getting upset about yeah. targets or anything like that. Terry and Curtis are best friends. Right. Jahan is now their third best friend. I mean, like right. they, they can't. They're inseparable. So that's good. They have good problems offensively as far as yeah, and, trying to spread the wealth. And in, in in all those guys' cases, you just mentioned, you know, Samuel got paid two off seasons ago. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Terry got paid this off season. JD got paid this off season. Uh, you know, Jahan just got a brand new five year rookie contract. You know, so it's like guys, you know, you don't have to worry about. At some point, you're gonna have to sort it out. If it yeah. all goes well, I mean, someday you're gonna have to make some decisions there. But right now, it's yeah, it's, they're in a good spot in that regard. All right, Sean, go ahead. Uh, you're with us here on Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson, Linnell Willingham with you. Hey, nobody. Yeah, man. Kevin, how y'all doing today? Yeah, why you did Kevin stuff to me, man? Come on. That's terrible. Oh, oh. terrible. I'm mad. Look, I ain't, I ain't called in a while, man. I'm sorry. That's all right. You know, all white guys sound like Kevin on this station. I get it. That's fine. That's fine. You guys can say it. I'm, all right. I'm comfortable enough to I say it. I got it wrong. All right. Yes, sir. What's up? Okay, anyway. You say, man, a couple of weeks, man, we'll know for real what how we you know what 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 it's gonna look like, man. But look, man, we already lost to Detroit. Philly already won two NFC games. Man, if we lose it, we're out of the wild card already. Okay? <laughs> Are you serious? Early, man. You sound like me. Yes, I am serious. Okay. You know why? Because I mean we had a chance to set the tone. Mm-hmm. Okay. We deferred. Detroit, we, Detroit got the ball. We play excellent defense. Mm-hmm. You know that was a good call with Jamin mm-hmm. Davis coming doing the under underneath loop coming mm-hmm. up through the middle. But then when we get the ball, man, okay, you deferred. So now we got the ball. We stopped Detroit. Now we got the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, how aggressive are you going to be? You going to come out and run two times in a row? You have three, four weapons. I mean, what? I mean, man, that was the chance right there to set the tone and let Detroit know, okay, we're for real. This is where we're coming out. This is how we're coming out. You know, this is not a long season. It'll be over before you know it if you lose enough games early enough. Yeah. 
Simple as that. That's the main thing people always say. Oh, it's a long season. It's a long season. Okay, it's going to really be long if you're out of it halfway through the season, like we've been doing and, and scratching and clawing, trying to get back. You know, it's, it's, it's not worth it, man. You know, the play calling, the motivation, it's not there. Okay. Well, it wasn't this week. I mean, the week before they scored on their first two drives or driving on the third drive and, and fumbled, right? You lost him. All right. I don't know. I mean, look, I get it. This is your recency bias here. Like, it's the last thing you remember. But we've had two games, two different starts. It's been bad, though. Okay. Um, by the way, we the first pass to play of the game was a pass play, number one. Number two, um, the third play was a sack. It was a third and four. Or third and six. No, it was a third and, no, it was a third and four. Third and very manageable. Aiden Hutchinson segments. Yeah, it's because yeah. John Bates was trying to block him. For what reason, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just infuriating, man. I just I just wish we had more answers. I wish I didn't feel like this. It's more about my emotions than it is the actual product. I have to live with this after 12-3, to 3, Scott. Like it, it's gonna, that's a you problem, It's going to follow me. That's a you problem, Nell. Uh, a, a Dwayne says, first, Tippy is a shoe-in if they're casting Jim for Taxi Revival. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, it's old school. You have to you have to Google that one. Uh, and offense is sustainable, especially to be robbed back. Uh, the play action becomes more potent. Fair. Uh, also, it opens up so much deception. What they could do with Gibson and Samuels. Yeah, the, a lot can be open once they get Robinson back. Hopefully, it is on the shorter end. Clearly, um, Anthony says, "I'm. Am I the only one who knows that Wentz is on pace for 4,500 yards and 40 touchdowns? No, you're not." Actually, he's on pace for more touchdowns than that. That's why the question was thrown right, out that's there, why the guy. Question. Come on, let's get Roberto in before we take a break, and we're going to get Randy Mueller in. What's happening, Randy? I mean, I'm <laughs> Roberto, I'm sorry. Go ahead. That's okay. It's Scott Jackson. I will never confuse you for, to care for Kevin. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank at, you. A uh, new guy. New guy. You want to tell you who you Yeah, you. Just <laughs> to tell you, you accuse me of having a bad phone. Your system is set up for 15 minutes hold, and then whoever's on 15 minutes get bumped up. I'm pretty sure you know by now. Um, anyway, the question of the offense, yes, yes, we can co- continue to score 28 points a game because we have that many weapons. Mm-hmm. The issue, and it's obvious, yep. one is... We can't stop a nosebleed with a with a with a roll up a, a bounty pa- uh, uh, paper towels. Paper towels. Okay. <laughs> I knew we were going. Yeah. I mean, we can't do it. We can't do it. And and most of it is on on the players. I don't. The coaches can't do but so much. At one point, there has to be a manhood issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. You can't get beat by your, You can't get beat all the time like that. That's a main view. manhood issue. I mean, the coaches, yes, it's the, the the scheme, baby. But once you're one on one, especially on, the, on especially on the trenches, man. Come on, man. That's player. That's player. All right, Roberto. Whatever. Thank you for giving me the manhood right. issue. I appreciate. It. I didn't hear that today with Doc out. All right, I'll hear it tomorrow. <laughs> All right, thank you, Roberto, for the call. Uh, his phone does kind of suck. It's awful. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Roberto, it's awful. I don't know. Maybe it's the headpiece, right? It could be like the the earpiece, the the Bluetooth or whatever in it is the microphone. I, I don't know what it is. Roberto's phone sounds like he's asking me, do I want a large fry and a drink attached? There that's, you go. That's what he sounds like. Or it's like. like one of those old Sports Illustrated shoe phones you got for uh, <laughs> subscribing for a year or whatever it was back in the day, yeah. one of those free ones. You ever, ever see somebody with those helmet phones? Those were cool back in the day, those NFL helmet films. 
helmet oh. phones. I should say. I, I have not. Back when people actually had phones at home, but they don't anymore. Yeah. Smartest thing I ever did. Get rid of the stupid home phone. Well, no. Some places, some places you don't have service and you have an emergency. I know. You you're screwed. Yeah. You just, you do need it. But hopefully, I, haven't, I haven't run into it yet, thankfully. But ho- probably, ho- hopefully Randy's calling us on a house phone. All right. We're going to call Randy <laughs> Mueller right next. He's a former NFL executive of the year. Get his take on the Carson Wentz start, and um, does he think sustainable, and are the Eagles the team to beat or among them in the NFC? We'll get to that all straight ahead here. Scott Jackson, Linnell Willingham. It is Burgundy and Gold today here on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. This is the Burgundy and Gold today. McLaurin in stride for the first down. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. One, two, three, three. All right, back here, Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson, Linnell Willingham with you uh, here on the Team 980, streaming live on the free Odyssey app. Our pleasure right now to bring in a NFL Executive of the Year, formerly with the uh, Dolphins and Chargers and Seahawks. Uh, Randy Mueller, good enough to join us here via the BetQL guest hotline this afternoon. How you doing today, Randy? I'm doing great, guys. What's going on, man? Well, we're just uh, bemoaning the issues from last week with the Commanders <laughs> and looking ahead and going, "Oh God, did you see the Eagles last night? How are you going to stop them?" So, uh, kind of, we're 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 hypering ourselves into a panic basically here today. Uh, but I want to start with uh, with this team before we get to Philadelphia and the challenges that present and how good they look at this point. But uh, we we've been talking about certainly about the defensive issues now, you know how bad they were this week. But I want to start with you on on Carson Wentz. Through the first couple of weeks, you know, we were just discussing this, you know. Whether or not this is sustainable, but it's certainly been, I think, a as good a start as anybody could have hoped for in terms of the offense, even with some of the issues uh, with the slow start last week and you know, scoring, you know, uh, you know, high twenties the first two weeks. And Carson, obviously, among the leaders in all the passing categories right now. Are, are you at all surprised uh, as to what the uh, Commanders have been able to get in the early going here from Carson Wentz? No, not really. I think it just depends what Carson Wentz you're getting from week to week, and that's been his whole career, right? I mean, right. I'm not not surprised that he can make all the throws, that he can stand in the pocket um, and deliver the ball on time and being accurate. I don't have any issues with that. I think the things that have burned bridges with him in the past have been just as much off-the-field stuff as on-the-field stuff. So I think he's capable. I've had some questions about the commander's offense the last couple of years. Maybe – He can solidify some of those things. A lot of them have been injury-based and really using the skilled position players that they have. And maybe they're, you know, further along now that this offense should be able to function week to week at a higher level than it has in prior years, that's for sure. Definitely. Randy, I wanted to ask you this. When you're in season and you have injuries up front along the offensive line and you're, you're trying to work out street free agents and things like that, how much time, as far as an executive, do you spend, you know, scouring the waiver wire and seeing who's gotten cut and who's gotten released, and how difficult is it to bring somebody in on short notice? Because Washington's dealing with that situation uh, along their defensive front right now. They just claimed John Ridgeway off of waivers. When you are, you know, scouring that waiver wire, you know, how difficult is it to have those guys come in, and how difficult is it to, to project how good they're going to be with you? Well, it's it really depends on the position. I agree with you. It's a tough task to ask to get someone off the waiver wire and have them contribute right away. I think the way the rules are set up now with 53-man rosters and 16-man practice squads, 
if you're scouring the waiver wire, it probably means you hadn't done a very good job of preparing your your <laughs> roster yeah. up to now. You know, I mean, that may sound crazy, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, if you're two weeks in and you're getting guys off the street, I mean, I would think, and again, I don't know how they do it uh, with Washington, but these are all questions you ask yourself for the last six months. What if? What if? What if this? What if that? And you'd hope to have a majority of answers from within. I mean, you've got, like I said, 70 players to choose from. So you you would hope you have some depth built in there. I know that's always a little bit tricky as to fitting all those pieces together. But to expect to get guys off the street that are going to help, I think that's a reach. And I just don't know how beneficial that is in the long run. We're talking to Randy Mueller, a former NFL executive with us here on the Team 9 Streaming Live on the free Odyssey app via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app today. All right, so the Commanders' defense had a really rough outing against uh, the Lions, and they've they've given up a lot of chunk plays here in these first couple weeks, and, and certainly a lot of heat is on Jack Del Rio and whether or not uh, he's the right person for this job. Uh, this is, you know, one of these things too. I mean, making changes if you do to your staff in the, in the middle of a season, how challenging is that? And is it, is it actually ever really returned good results for teams that decide to do that? Yeah, I just don't, I don't know that it makes a lot of sense. I think you went through the last six months, like I said, planning your roster, but also planning your schemes and with your coaches. So at this point, I don't know what changing that kind of level uh, of decision-making matters a whole lot. But it's obviously an issue. I mean, you give up 190 yards rushing in the NFL, that's a lot. Yeah. And that's an issue. That's mm-hmm. got to be solved. And most of the time, it comes with discipline and structure and, you know, preventing uh, big chunk plays are, are all about gaps and responsibilities. And I would think those things are fixable within the scheme that they're running. So, you know, it's just a matter of honing it in and, and figuring it out and getting down to details and really guys on defense doing their job. And, and maybe sometimes they try to do too much, but there's a lot of details that can be uh, improved on during the season. But making changes at the top during the season, I've found that, that that's really a grasping at straws. One more here on the commanders before we go a little big picture NFL here. Randy, uh, something that surprised me a little bit the production of Curtis Samuel. Uh, tell me, you know what you know about him when you were doing your homework on him coming out, and are you surprised uh, at the volume of targets he's gotten thus far in the first two weeks? Actually, I am not, and I think you can base it on injuries the last couple years, but this kid was a really good player. He just has been struck with unfortunate injuries at the wrong time. Um, he's fast. He's explosive. He's a nightmare for matching up on third downs. Um, I'm not surprised that he had seven catches last week, a touchdown, nine targets, I mean, this is the kind of explosive player that should figure in. So you figure him in the mix now, and that's something they haven't been able to do the last couple of years. With McLaurin and Wade Dawson's coming out of the gate, you've got some explosive players. So I'm not surprised by that. I'm glad to see he's healthy, and I think he's a viable option for their offense. Randy Bueller with us here via the BetQL guest hotline talking uh, NFL here on the Team 980 Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson, Linnell Willingham with you. All right, the Eagles looked like world beaters last night. I mean, they they moved the ball a lot of different ways. The passing game's obviously much improved. Jalen Hurts looks better, more comfortable. They still run the heck out of the football, and obviously their defense was very tough on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings last night. Is it is it too soon to say this is a team that that could contend not just in the NFC East but but in the NFC as a whole? No, I don't think it's too soon at all. I think this is a team that 
really over the last year or so kind of developed their identity. And, and, and it is what it is. You saw it, you know, full-fledged last night. They are going to run the ball. Jalen Hurts is going to protect it as much as he can. He's going to make good decisions for the most part. And I've been a Jalen Hurts supporter. I think he's gotten better at every turn in the road from Alabama to Oklahoma to his first couple years in the league. And now he's got the same offense for more than one year, which I think is the first time in his career. So I'm not surprised. I do think they're a really good team. I think their front office has done a great job constructing it. And obviously it's only two games in, but I like these teams that even two games in kind of know what they are. They know what they've got to do. They've developed an identity already. So um, I think they'll they'll hang their hat on that until somebody makes some change. So I'm, a, I'm an Eagles guy. I have been from the start. I thought they were the favorites in this division. I know there's a lot of people that picked Dallas as the flavor of the month, but I just think the Eagles have a lot of things going for them on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, time will tell. You're going to have to show up with your chin strap buckled every week when you play the Eagles to beat them. 110%. Randy, I wanted to ask you about what's going on uh, in Indianapolis with the Colts. They've obviously off to a O O. I keep saying this wrong. O one and one start. They had the tie, obviously. Uh, in week one against Houston, Matt Ryan was supposed to come there and be the savior because it was all Carson Wentz's fault, Randy. Uh, what do you yeah. make of the way that their roster is constructed, and what do you see as their their big Achilles heel right now? Well, I don't know about the Achilles heel, but I do a podcast for The Athletic that Mike Sando, the national writer, and I talked about this last week. There's been something missing with the Colts, and I, I agree with you. I'm not sure they're much better with Matt Ryan than they were with Carson Wentz, so I don't know that they've solved their quarterback issues, but when you get nine first downs, 218 total yards, two for 10 on third downs, and get dominated by the Jaguars, that's a problem. Yeah. And so I don't know where they're going to go from here. Uh, I, it seems worse than 0-1-1, and doesn't it? Yeah, it doesn't it? So, <laughs> yeah. so I guess perception is, is half the battle here. They've got to find a way to stop the bleeding, but I really don't know. I don't know whether Frank Wright gets some of the blame. Their offense just seems out of sorts, and it's been like that. There's just been something missing, and they've they're, they're, the end result has not equaled the, the players that they have, that's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, one of the big surprises, pleasant surprises, if you're a Dolphins fan, obviously, has been you know that all the preseason hype and talk about Tua – Tunga Vailoa looks to be real. I mean, it was a huge win for them this past weekend over the Ravens uh, with that comeback and the way he's you know throwing it around. Obviously, it's not just uh, the Cheetah that's making things happen, but Waddle, who was already good there. But, but certainly the Cheetah is a big influence on it. Do you think this is sustainable when you look at what Miami's been able to do to start? Well, I think it's a plus. Obviously, Tua had his career game. I think that's evident when you throw six touchdowns in this league, that's, that's hard to duplicate. I think in his case, he's got to find a way to stack some of these games up before all the believers and all the naysayers will come together. Um, I do know this, Mike McDaniel's really sharp. He's proved himself already after two weeks to be a technical savant. I mean, he, mm-hmm. he plans things. He executes things very well. As unorthodox as we all might think he is, he's done a really good job. So I think they have the, the, the weapons, now I don't think they're going to run into a – the Baltimore defense is going to uh, go down as, as maybe an epic meltdown last week, some of the stuff that they tried. Yeah. Obviously, they didn't pressure uh, Tua at all, especially up the gut. They busted coverage after coverage. The Cheetah and his buddy were running free all over the place. So <laughs> it was like a complete, you know, uh, recess breaking out on the grade school 
playground, you know, <laughs> and I don't think they're going to face that every week. So right. I'll give two a credit. I give the Dolphins credit. Let's see where they go from here. Um, I think this is a team that we all talked about in the offseason as having the weapons now so that, you know, Tua could either put up or shut up. And, and I, so far he's done a great job, and you got to give him credit. Randy, I wanted to ask you about, of all the quarterback acquisitions this offseason, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, I'm blanking, Matt Ryan, Mr. obviously Bisky. Mr. Bisky. Carson obviously looks like the best one right now. But do you have any explanation for what's going on in Pittsburgh and what's going on uh, in Denver with the Broncos? The Steelers situation I really want to hone in on with you. How long does it take before you go to Kenny Pickett if you're uh, head coach Mike Tomlin? And then do you think Matt Canada is on the hot seat at this point? Well, I'll say this about Seattle. I live in Seattle, so I've seen that show the last year and a half, and it's not been a lot different in the first two weeks. And I'm sure Russell has more in the tank than he has shown, right. but there's a lot of people in Seattle that kind of doubted what they saw the last year, too. So that is what it is. Rookie head coach, kind of been out over his skis the last couple of weeks. Hopefully they get that ironed out. But in Pittsburgh, to answer your question, I concur. I've said that the biggest question there last year was Matt Canada. Mm. And I think this year it hasn't changed a lot. I think it's still the system and Matt Canada. It's not a, a, a league where you can just call plays. You definitely have a system in place, right. and you have to make um, a concentrated effort to work a whole scheme. And I just haven't seen that. Now, to, to Matt's you know, credit, I don't think the offensive line has come together like they saw it and like they visioned it to happen. So that's still been a struggle. But I really can't blame Trubisky. I can't blame you know uh, the individual parts as much as that group just hasn't come together yet. Some of that's probably on Matt. Some of it's on the O-line. But I'm not ready to sound the alarms yet. I think the best thing for them is to stick with Trubisky at least through this first four or five weeks before they make any decisions on what to do with Kenny Pickett. He is Randy Mueller, uh, good enough to give us some time, former NFL executive. Uh, obviously, uh, you can check him out on Twitter as well. A lot of great information. And, Randy, we appreciate your insights and your time today. And uh, it's been enjoyable so far. Uh, to watch this uh, stuff unfold and surprising already early in the NFL. Give him a follow on Twitter at Randy Mueller. Thanks for your time today. Thanks, guys. And again, on the Athletic GM podcast uh, at The Athletic as well. So good stuff from him, 2000 NFL Executive of the Year. I believe going to be doing some work in the XFL in the spring as well. So there you go. Randy's all over the place. He's all over the place. All right, coming up. I know you wanted to get to this Ron Rivera stuff oh, for the yes. other day, and yes. we'll wrap up with that before we hand it over to the Hoffman Show. It is Burgundy and Gold today. Scott Jackson and Lynette Willingham with you here on the Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. 
Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is the Burgundy and Gold Today. Redskins are the world champions. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Too much stuff on my heart right now, man. I gladly risk it all right now. All right, welcome back. It is Burgundy Gold today. Scott Jackson, Lindell Willingham here on the Team 980. Streaming live on the free Odyssey app, uh, the Hoffman Show coming up at the top of the hour. All right, you want, you've been dying to get to this, and I apologize, but we, you know things got thrown around a little bit. We had stuff we had to get to, Scott. We had stuff we had to get to. So let's get to what you wanted to get to with uh, with Ron Rivera's uh, comments. This is, uh, this is sad. I'll start off by okay. saying it's sad. It's sad, okay. Because it's continuing the mess that, it, that they created. Okay. This is Ron Rivera postgame talking about Jamin Davis and his performance Sunday. Well, we had a little inconsistency, and, and again, as a young guy, he's going to learn and grow, but, you know, hey, we're running out of time as far as that's concerned. we got to go out and we got to be consistent, you know, and that's a big part of it. He's got to, he's got to continue to work it and get better at it. He had some good things, did some good things in the run, and then there's some things that he was inconsistent at. He's running out of time? Yeah. Did you catch that? Yeah, I did catch that on Sunday, too. And I, I don't know like what, what he meant, like time and running out of, like, we need him to learn it faster, or I don't think he means, like, they're going to, Cut him. So why say it? I don't know. Does he? Uh, okay. Because now maybe Again, I'm less reading is too more much. Is like what I was saying. You know, like I always said, less is more would probably be better for them. Am I reading too much into it? Probably. But, okay. Um, probably. I mean, I, I don't know. But yeah, it's just not something you want to say. So I'm about it, to say if he's running out of time, right. <laughs> then Ron, your time is sure as hell almost up here. No, then it's not. He's if got that's a five the year contract, well, yeah. dude, he's got that place booby trapped. I've explained this to you over <laughs> and over. I don't know why you people try to, to argue with me about this. It's not like. He's untouchable. I don't have to go through the whole situation with this franchise. I think we all understand they're on double secret probation with the NFL. Yeah. Um, could you get a coach? If, you could always get a coach. They got Jim Zorn. But you, yeah, <laughs> right. But it's going to be like that level, mm-hmm. and then you got to redo your entire front office among some other things. I mean, it, it would look. He's got time. He does have time. But he is the one who did say year three was very important. Uh, so, I couldn't tell though, Scott, because right. they did. Nothing this offseason. They got their quarterback, Leno. That's what they wanted to do, and they got their quarterback. Mm-hmm. So now you revamp yeah. your entire defense, which was supposed to be the strength. Because that's what's going to happen. Jack's not going to live to see next year, even if the defense does perform I thought well. what Randy Mueller says is interesting, and i kind of been on this mindset, too, mm-hmm. that it's hard to change in season when you, you have these – look, again, they had, a dr- they had a couple jumping off points, obviously, right at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, after um, the whole thing They keep in passing June, go and collecting yeah, 200, right, though. At, for what? The whole thing in June could have been a good breaking off point as well, uh, but they didn't do it there. So I kind of felt like when they started the season – and with a goofy late, 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 late bye week, it's really like there's no shot. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe after the Bears game because you got the mini, but I don't know. But I mean, again, if it's the head coach taking over, maybe it's really not that different. Maybe I, it's really not as different as we think it all it is. I don't know. I, I don't hope know. Ron takes over for the sake of seeing Ron do something that relates to football because he's been here for three seasons, Scott. I don't think I've ever seen something or realized something where it's like, oh, that was Ron's doing. Except for drafting Jamin, <laughs> which ironically has not worked. So I, I don't know. Is it, maybe this is like this in other cities too. Because like Ron just seems like the most hands-off head coach. It's more of like he's like the babysitter. CEO. CEO. Yes. Well, like, he is, he, again, he is the CEO. But like, oh, He is. He is I mean, what did he do to deserve it? 
How did he earn it? Because let me know, because I need a six-figure check, too. Um, I would love to do it. If I can go be mediocre at a job and then go get paid for it, I would love to. At the right mark. Yeah. I mean, good gracious. And the back and forth in the media has got to stop. All they talked about was, we want to create a sustained winning culture. Good cultures don't go back and forth in the media with players. And that's what's happening right now. And they played so damn bad on Sunday that we're all distracted from the fact that Jamin and the coaching staff are having a back and forth in front of our face. And we're just normalizing it like it's okay. That's why this team's not going to win a bunch of games and why we're going to have a new staff before we know it. I'm already jumped off the ledge. Wow. If I was here, Willingham has jumped off the ledge. God forbid, God forbid, God worked its magic and I wasn't able to be here during the in-game show because I probably would have gotten fired. All right. I doubt that. Uh, thanks to Doug Ferrer. Thanks to Randy Mueller. Uh, the old man, Doc Walker, will be back in this chair tomorrow. And I am in his chair. Uh, Linnell, <laughs> uh, we will hear from you later this week. I'll be here with Doc tomorrow. Everybody have a great day. Hoffman shows straight ahead here on the Team 90 streaming live on the Free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.